welcome to Almighty's Pod. This is episode number 47. My name's Tom and I'm joined as I am every week over Zoom, but not for much longer, hopefully. It's Mr. Chris Wright. How are you? I am very good, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Chris, and how are you, Sam? Ah. 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 <laughs> you think 47 oh, weeks in? That's the, that's the first time <laughs> you've introduced him wrong. <laughs> you think that's, 47 weeks in with you, all right? That's terrible. It's terrible. Couldn't even, say my, couldn't even say my thing. <laughs> I'm joined on the other line. On the, side of on the other line. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you today? By Mr. Sam Taylor. How are you? Are you well? I'm very well, thanks, Sam. Good. Contra you didn't even ask him right then. <laughs> <laughs> move on. Move on. I've, I've said my bit. It's fine. It's okay. I told you I'm out this week. You've got to carry it. Um, what have you been up to this week, boys? Anything good? Anything worthy of informing the listeners? I've had a few days off this week. Uh, uh, it's been it's been wonderful. Alicia's been off all week, but that means that our time off has been slightly out of sync. So she had her like <laughs> days off doing nothing on Monday and Tuesday, and then as soon as I began my time off, she was in like, right, let's do loads of stuff around the house mode. Uh, so, oh no, you were the wrong end of that. And it's terrible, it's terrible. So I mean, to be fair, I've just watched her do various things. So <laughs> I've <laughs> I sort of sat on the stairs while she painted the stairs. Uh, nice. And oh, so you just watched her paint the stairs? Uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm, I've not really got much to complain about. It's just any what? big changes. Well, well. So oh. here we go. Oh. <laughs> here we go. So uh, our kitchen isn't the nicest thing in the world. Um, it's all right, no complaints. But just needed a bit of a spruce up. So I liked your uh, kitchen. This well, good. I'm glad uh, we got good use <laughs> out of it. So uh, <laughs> uh, so we've bought some like you could buy from B and Q for ten pound a roll. Some stuff that you can cover your worktops with. Oh, this is great stuff. So we've now got wooden worktops. Oh, oh, how good does it very look? Very nice. Well, it's <laughs> we've had to do small sections at a time because it's not really very good for our the general health of our marriage doing it. Um, oh. so, <laughs> I imagine uh, watching Alessia paint as well is pretty good. <laughs> but that didn't help. Especially when she can't reach the top and I'm just sat <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs. Um, so we've got we've got just we've done around the sink. Um and right. and so hopefully by today we'll have done the rest. Uh, so that film is genius. I didn't it's know it very existed good. It's very until good. in lockdown we used it because we had a horrible um hearth under the fire that just didn't oh, match the rest yeah, of the room. Yeah. So we bought the like grey rock looking film. Yeah. It looks like a yeah. changed thing now. But so, because our, our kitchens are the worktops like in a U shape, mm. so it's fine when you go along the big stretch. But then when you get to a corner, oh. and wh- which way does the grain go? How do you make sure it's uh, it's it's all a, it's a it's it's been tricky. It's been. Tricky. Are you still married? Uh, you're just about, I think. Okay, that's good. That's good. been alright. Sometimes you can't ask for more than that. <laughs> that is one thing where <laughs> we're all going to be when we go around to each other's houses. I mean, especially yours, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going to be so different at the end of lockdown. Yeah. Um, because everyone's just completely transformed where they're living, yeah. so that's going to be an exciting thing to see. Very Chris, especially yours. Have we got any update? Um, I reckon I might have some keys in a week or two. Oh, joking? No, no way. I reckon. How well, wonderful! You know, you know what it's like. You know what it's like. It's chaos. Yeah. The other house, the person. It's very complicated. There was a man who lived there, but the person who owned the house was someone else who died, who remarried but didn't change the name on the house. So they've had to find this marriage certificate. And they couldn't. So I've literally been waiting for five weeks. Brilliant. So I was going to go and do one myself. But the end is near. The end is nigh. That's good. You can get your Gareth Southgate cardboard cut out. 
Oh, no, it's not a cardboard <laughs> cutout. It's a massive poster. We're going to have to buy an actual set for church now. We can't just steal all Chris and Beth's living room <laughs> hey, No, we could put Gareth Southgate on the stage at church. Yeah, Easter Day. <laughs> yes. The saviour. The saviour has arisen. <laughs> <laughs> on the cross on Good Friday. <laughs> rise, out, rise out the stage on Easter Sunday. Hey, speaking of Euros, there's a big rumour that we're getting the Euros, boys. Oh! Have you seen that? That is a big rumour. Can we have an almighty pod trip? I oh think so. Oh my goodness. How do you, reckon you, forward, how do you get to be the official podcast of a, of a football international football championship? Be James Corden. Yeah. That brings up something else that I've been very passionate about this week. It's made me very angry that before we get to Chris's rant section, this is a little one of my own, all these little official sponsors of thing, of, for different football teams, I've seen some absolutely ridiculous ones this week. Nice. Um, Swansea had an official turmeric supplier. There was a Man United one where it was like the official soap of Man United in Nigeria. (laughs) They'd just be coming absolutely ridiculous now. Wow. Any product you can get in there. Chris, have you been up to anything this week? Well, a little bit. Well, what what product sponsors us? Decor Designs. It's Decor Designs, yeah. Decor Designs. The official chalk bag sponsor of the United (laughs) Card. (laughs) But not limited to chalk bags. Put anything in them. We all sort of bags. Um... This week, my footballing game took a turn for the worst, boys. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. So, it was Tuesday. Is this you setting us up for when we all play together again? Just so we, our expectations aren't quite so high? No, no. They still think I'm um, Lionel Messi. Um, <laughs> but uh, they just gritted the yard with oh, a, no. year's, a year's supply of grit for, a, for, for nothing more than a morning frost. <laughs> I was not happy at all. I even got the kids at school to write an angry email to the head teacher. I took wow. photos for them and everything, so they could. I'll write it, it for you. Account. You just press send. Well, no, I did. <laughs> I, I did say to them, um, "Send me the email first, um, right. so I can check it." So I'll read. I'll read you one out. Obviously, I can't have many details, um, but I'll read you one out. Um, funnily enough, I didn't send this to the head teacher. Um, <laughs> the email is only the subject. There's nothing else. Every single word is spot wrong. And this is the email. Brilliant. Sir, this is a problem. We need to get rid of the grit and plastic forks are bad for the environment. So I couldn't, I I didn't, I didn't send that one. Um, So there is still an issue with grit. Uh, Back to the grit. I fell over on my face, starfished on the floor. On your face? Yeah, yeah. It was on on the floor. I've cut on my arm. I had to go, I had to go first aid myself. No one would have first aid me. I had to go first aid myself. Um, all the kids found it funny. Apart from like, all the hardcore naughty kids, they came and helped me up, which was nice. That is embarrassing oh. in front of all the students. Oh, it yeah. was. Your 10s were there, your 7s, everyone was there. What caused wow. you to fall over? Well, um, high lofted ball came in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, t- took it very nicely on my right foot, brought it down, and as I played the ball, as I sprayed the ball out wide for... Um, Target man to get his head on it. I'm starting um, to think you're exaggerating weight. with these stories. Yeah. As feet soon as you said weight. you brought it down nicely on your right foot, <laughs> that's a lot of doubt in my mind. You've got, uh, you've got then, no um, first touch on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you touch it further than you can kick it. <laughs> uh, but the kids still think I'm messy mm. some, for some reason. Um, yeah, so I fell over. It was really rough. <laughs> that is embarrassing. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I fell over last week as well, actually. For the first, I've not fell, I've not fallen over, I've not fallen over in 
years, but I was playing basketball with my brother last weekend because it was really sunny, um, and the ball started rolling down. We're playing in a car park where there's this random hoop, and there's a load of leaves, and I ran to get the ball. My foot stood on these leaves, and I just went completely 180 oh, degrees. No. <laughs> I won't show you my scratch because it's on my upper thigh. <laughs> it's not great. Don't show us. Other than that, the highlight of my week has been getting a bag of soil delivered, which kind of sums up wow. where bag I'm at down this week. I had a bag of beer yeah. delivered. That was good. A bag of beer? Yeah. How does that work? It's in like, do you know like the wine boxes? Yeah. It's like that, except with real ale in. But it was a bit sketchy because it got delivered to school. <laughs> <laughs> so McDonald's won't deliver to schools. <laughs> <laughs> beer supply companies will deliver to high schools. Well, no, it was obviously it was a friend, um, and I said I need it. This is even I need, worse. I need it in the daytime because some other people from school had ordered through me to get beer as well. So I need to give mm. it to them, but I can only do it on a Friday. So this sounds so, horrendously dodgy. You've so, gone from being the bueno dealer when you used to be in school, <laughs> and <laughs> no, no, so black market beer dealer. Obviously, we're we're testing. We were testing all the kids this week. So I've got about fifty students all lined up around the car park waiting to go in for a test. Then all of a sudden, some sketchy guy comes, pulls up next to my car. I run out, and then we're exchanging boxes. Brilliant. With all these kids staring at us, thinking, "What's going on?" And they're like, "What's what? What's in the box, sir?" And I was like, "Uh, uh." <laughs> and one of them had a leak in. So a stank of stout as well. Oh, so I had to run in and wash myself. Anyway, yeah, a bit sketchy. Great. Well, we've already had my little rant about ridiculous sponsors for different things. But Chris, have you got anything that's on your heart this week? Apart from Actually, leaking beer bags. No, yeah, leaking beer bags aren't great. Any anything, any bag that leaks isn't great. But a leaking beer bag is not good. But um, this week was my mum's birthday. And I had an epiphany. Right? <laughs> What is the point of birthdays? <laughs> serious, serious. Now. What's brought this on? Is it because it was a lockdown birthday? I just, I was just thinking, we're celebrating the day, the one day in our lives where we do the least. I am pretty <laughs> sure that with the day I was born was the least amount of work I've ever done on any other day. I mean, even on day two, I was probably pooing and crying. But like day one is the day when you literally do nothing. Yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't be celebrating our birthdays. I sh- on my on the eighth of July, which is my birthday, I should be celebrating my mum because she did all the hard work. <laughs> I literally did nothing. Interesting. We'll remind you of that on the eighth of July. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a cake round for that. <laughs> they are they are pointless though. What's the point of them? Well, you can say that now because I've just had my birthday. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, what is the point? Speak speaking of your birthday, Chris. Yeah. In our in our sorting out of the house, we came across uh, the the main event of your birthday cake from last year, which mm. was, if you'll recall, me, you, and Tom <gasps> from on top of the cake. Have now you found I've them? I've had this for a while, just chilling out on the side. <laughs> Feel like it's somebody else's turn to host the Almighty <laughs> Pod figures. We could all have our own dolls. You could. These aren't just for the listeners. These aren't. Literal cake, are they? Is it just the the marzipan? Yeah, or it's the like, or whatever. It is. Stuff, so it'll it, last forever. Of, I think we need a bit of context to this for someone who didn't listen to the episode of my birthday, which back I, when Chris celebrated birthdays. Back when I celebrated <laughs> birthdays, um, I, I, I I had a cake which was me, Sam, and Tom, which was lovely. 
It was very yeah. nice. There's pictures on Facebook on our page if you want to see him. Yeah, yeah. And um, and there's a um, and Sam still has these figurines. Yeah, along with all sorts he of plays other... with them in the evening when he's bored <laughs> and to talk to one another. <laughs> Are you well? <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> 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 oh dear! Oh gosh! Sam, you should record your own podcast on your own. Good right. Figurines. <laughs> you just do like a terrible version of like "Good Morning Vietnam." We're doing all these different voices. <laughs> oh, anyway, so somebody, oh, someone needs to take these figures off my hands because I don't okay. want them anymore. Well, Chris, you can have them for a bit for a stint. <laughs> all right, I, I'll I'll look after them. <laughs> <laughs> this would be like doing you know, like in schools when you had class pets and they died and the teacher replaced them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna eat them? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Matt, so, so when Sam, when, when Tom, you come to have them off me, Sam's bull patch will be bigger, my belly will be bigger. <laughs> you Adam, what's happened to these? I had them replaced. <laughs> well, oh, nice. Now, Chris, you did promise before we recorded. You said I've got a very good news segment this week so i'm expecting big things yeah well i've gone for um headlines which i found rather outrageous okay all from this week all from this week so the almighty pod news with your host chris wright these are all legitimate headlines printed in the press, in papers, okay? <laughs> I'm not making any of this up. Number one, massive tit fight breaks out in Scottish Park. <laughs> that is number one. That's an interesting um, image. Wow. Yeah. Well, whatever image you have in your head, um, the actual image is two blue tits were captured in a very good photo having a wrestle in a park. Who reported this? Uh, the Metro. Oh, explains <laughs> it. <laughs> so if you... If you type in on Google, um, tit fight in park, you'll see the story. <laughs> and some other stories. <laughs> no, blue yeah. tit fight. Blue tit fight in park. Um, Wonderful. That was the first one. Um, second outrageous headline is, um, man found naked in car park said he was on his way to buy wet wipes but got lost. <laughs> That's another legit story. Um, he was Any, uh, any context? Yeah, yeah, he was issued with a £200 fine by the police. I don't know, it might have been for COVID regulations. Non-essential journey. It's mm-hmm. not in the guidelines, having a, a I mean, nude... Or, or just the nudity. Drive. I feel like that's a yeah, could be. finable um, I've got thing. a police statement, though. Is um, it illegal I'll... to drive naked in your car? Is it, is it illegal? I don't well, know. I, I mean, if get he's Bruce get, on the phone. If he's going to buy <laughs> wet wipes, I assume he has to get out of the car at some point. We've got like a drive through <laughs> Unless he's ordering a KFC just for the wet wipes you get with it. <laughs> <laughs> Extra lemon wipes, please. <laughs> hey, on KFC, they bought a good deal back. Ten mini fillets for a fiver. Oh, it's I good. remember this last time. And it's the boneless stuff as well, which I know you both love. No, we love bones. You were, we did this last time, didn't we? We ordered about 60 mini yeah, fillets. Yeah, flipping loads of them. Oh, wonderful. Anyway, anyway. Uh, the police statement on the naked man. Is I'm pulling up next to the car. Officers were startled to discover a lone male in a complete state of nature. Um, naturally, officers challenged the nude male, asking him why he was in the closed car park. He was unable to give a sufficient reason for being naked and was fined £200. <laughs> I think his reason for being naked was obviously he went to buy wet wipes. But I feel like we need to know if his like, 
covered in anything or particularly dirty. Because that would explain why you go and buy wet wipes before you put <laughs> any clothes on. But otherwise... Oh, there could be more to this. Interesting. Yeah. We need to, we need to dig into this. turn this into a 10-part Netflix series. Any names or anything where I can get in touch? No names. Oh. Oh. I'll make me a Netflix documentary. Don't F with wet wipes. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, and I also, um, I thought I'd come across the greatest news headline I've ever read. Um, and I was excited. I wrote about it in all sorts. And then just when I was proofreading my notes for this episode, I'd realised I'd read the news headline wrong. So, <laughs> so I thought... It was really boring. <laughs> I thought really the news headline was, Rabbi... <laughs> Good start. <sighs> I hope it's rabbit in reality. <laughs> uh, Rabbi surfs on sheep's back to escape rising floodwaters. <laughs> and I thought, that is wonderful. <laughs> 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 Turns out it was rabbit sits on sheep's back to escape. It was rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so sad. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I had an image of a rabbi <laughs> crowd surfing sheep. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so that's not a headline. There was no rabbis involved. It was a oh. rabbit. Um, and finally, this is interesting. This is good. This is. A woman finds $250,000 worth of whale sick on a beach. Legit. Oh. Yeah, so I thought that was a bit rank and a bit wrong. However, I've done some research, and actually, it's pretty clever. So this woman was walking along a beach. Oh, my goodness me. I should have checked how to pronounce this place. It was in the town of Nakonsi Tamarat, and it's the 49-year-old <laughs> Siripur Niramin. Okay. And anyway, Neil can, can you repeat that, Chris, please? Um, Nakon C. Tar- Tamarat in <laughs> he Thailand. He used to play for Leicester, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in Thailand. Um, and Nimrin is the name of the person who was walking on the beach after some heavy rain. You didn't rain. use a very, like, you, I didn't really get a passionate Thai accent when you, you said that. I feel like I could get in trouble. So, yeah, we um, don't have many listeners in Thailand. Okay. Nimrin. Was on a walk. Okay, uh, Niamrin was on a walk um, at a beach after some heavy rain, and was um, walking along the beach, and she saw a strange lump, um, about a foot wide, two foot long, and it resembled a rock with an off-white colour with brown patches. Um, it de- apparently it wasn't a rock, as it was a little bit soft and smelled a little bit fishy, um, but because. I imagine she's a strange person. She took it home to see what it was. And it's a good job she did. Um, and it's a rare substance called ambergris, which wow. is found in whale sick, which is the substance that is put into perfume to make it stick to your skin. And that's why Sam doesn't wear any... Uh... <laughs> any deodorant. Any deodorant, yeah, just in case. So that's... Wow. Um, big news. That's the big news from this week, boys. No rabbis, just lots of whale sick. <laughs> Brilliant. There was one bit of, I mean, it's been a, br- a pretty slow news week, um, but there has been one thing that's kind of dominated the news with Oprah interviews and James Corden interviews and all that kind of thing. And it's the Prince Harry, well, not not Prince Harry anymore, is he? Or is he? Is he Prince Harry? Is he just Harry? I don't Ooh, know. Ooh, I don't know. I think he's um, Prince Harry. Harry and Meghan yeah. have been in the news a lot. I haven't seen a lot of the actual videos, but I've read a lot of the headlines. Well, it get, The James it Corden on one is Sunday? very funny. You should watch the James Corden one. Apparently. The Oprah one is released on Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
Apparently, she's not very happy because she was no. paid millions of pounds, millions of dollars for this exclusive interview, and then he just had a chat with James Corden on a <laughs> open top bus. <laughs> Welcome to showbiz, Harry. <laughs> Uh, the uh, the video is very funny. They uh, James Corden tries to persuade him to buy the um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air house. Oh, uh, does he? Uh, yep, they have an open top bus tour around uh, LA. Does he buy the house? No, he does go in and use the toilet, which is very amusing. What nice? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a whole interview between James Corden and uh, Prince Harry on top of this open top bus while drinking afternoon tea, um, and uh, it's Harry gives a bit of insight into what. There's obviously been all sorts of controversy that's come out since they got married, really, about how she's fitted into the whole royal family picture and some of the issues around that. Like, I'm not very interested in the in the royal family at all, um, but I do think Prince Harry is a nice guy. Um, and there have been many amusing stories about Harry that have come out in the news in recent years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, have you got any favourite Prince Harry stories? Um I think my favourite, I think one of one of my favourite mottos, as you'll know, boys, is high risk, low reward, which means any idea that's got a lot of risk factor and there's no real benefit to it, I, I usually go for. So um, if, if that's what we're thinking, I've got to go all the way back to all those years ago when Harry, I think was it about 2005, six, Harry decided to go to a party dressed as a Nazi, high risk, low reward. <laughs> No real benefit. Why would you ever? <laughs> Royal family or not, why would you ever think that's a good idea? Um, yeah, so I think for me, high risk, low reward. Turn up to a party dressed as a Nazi. Nothing good's going to come of it, but you're going to get in the papers. <laughs> <laughs> Make a name for yourself. <laughs> but he, he had a lot of stick for that yeah, when it yeah. all came out. Like yeah. They tried to strip him of his, all of his military titles and everything, but mm-hmm. he did all right in the end. Um, yeah. Harry the Nazi was the name, I think. Wow. <laughs> I think that was the headline. Invent so. Brilliant. Brilliant. What about you, Tom? I found one from, well, I haven't got a great memory with Prince Harry, so I had to use Google a lot. And there was one from not very long ago. In fact, it was December, last December, um, in the Daily Mail. Prince Harry is mistaken for a Christmas tree salesman by a little boy <laughs> while shopping for a tree with Megan. <laughs> and he was shopping in Big Wave Dave's Christmas trees and pumpkin patch. Wow. <laughs> Wow! And uh, a little boy ran up to him and asked him if he worked there and what tree he should buy. Wow! Have you ever been mistaken for a shop worker? No, I don't Have you? think so. <laughs> I have a couple of times. I think, and I've gone to the shop with a lanyard on. The worst one was when I was about seventeen, and we were in Sports Direct, and I was buying a new football, and mm. I tapped this girl on the shoulder and said, "How much is this football?" And this fourteen-year-old <laughs> girl looked at me, petrified, and I went, "I don't know." And <laughs> Because whatever touches own, I had like a fluorescent stripe down it. It looked like a lanyard. <laughs> and there's nothing better than buying a new football, though. No, no. That's like a better. great day. It's like the video of David James when he sniffed the football for the game. You all remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, oh, have you ever sniffed the football for a match? No, not your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that coming from? I didn't even think that. <laughs> You're the one that keeps all the balls before we play on a Wednesday. Yeah, I have the ball. I have the ball. I have the ball bag. So, oh, I look after the balls. That's why they're all a bit flat. Oh, dear. <laughs> they don't look after them very well. Oh, and they um, stink, Bidek. Yeah. What? My balls? <laughs> if it's anything like the bibs, then you don't wash your balls in weeks. 
<laughs> I wash the bibs every week. That's a lie. That's a lie. Although I haven't washed them since last time we played. Yeah, good luck. You're right. joking. Good me. luck with that, mate. <laughs> when was that? Like October? No, Open November. Up. When I whip them out before football to wash them. <laughs> but I thought these were orange, not green. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember oh, we had a gosh. great day when I was in college. We always used to play football on a Thursday because we all had freeze at the same time. So one day we all walked up to Hanley. We all chipped in like a fiver and we bought the new Euro ball. And you know it's a good ball when it comes in a box. Oh. <laughs> that was a great day. How oh, was the ball? Love it. Oh, it was brilliant. It just flew. And I think I get to, I got to keep it because I paid an extra pound. More than oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Wow. Well, back to Prince Harry. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that he gave a bit of insight into was what the experience of being in the royal family is like from his point of view. He chatted a bit about the crown, which is interesting. Um, it talked about how he didn't he didn't actually mind the crown um, because it's not it's not supposed to be um, mm-hmm. like factual, but it does give an insight into what sort of pressure um, living a life that's all about serving like public service, what that does to a family and what that does to individuals. Um, and that's part of the reason why he goes on to talk about the sort of pressure it put on him and his wife. And now that the, they've got a son, is it a son? I think it's a son. Um, yeah. Um, and so how they've now had to move into this different phase of life. And I thought there were some really interesting parallels between as people who are called to live in a particular way, called to a life of of service. Um, we look at that in a slightly different way as being called by God rather than being called to a particular life because you're born into a royal family. But there's some interesting parallels there and how we um, like maintain a good balance in terms of looking after ourselves as well as serving others, um, how we maintain a good just general sort of making sure life is fun and enjoyable, but also um, having an eye on looking out for other people. I just thought there was an interesting conversation to be had around how we find that balance as people trying to live out faith as well as having careers and um, relationships and all that sort of thing. So I don't know if you guys have got any thoughts around any of that. I think for me, I've always grown up in a family where kind of giving up your free time and serving in some way or another is just mm. normal and what is expected. Yeah. Um, particularly when look at my granddad. I think I was, talk- I was talking to my mum about him. He he ran a youth club um, years and years ago in his in his local church, and they used to get two hundred and fifty people turning up every Friday, um, and 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 there'd be a line of people outside waiting to come in, and that was yeah. that was every Friday, Saturday morning. He'd then have to go and fix the church; they'd have to get them broken because huh. um, that's what happens. And then on Saturday afternoon, he'd then go off and play football with his football team. Sunday, he'd be back at church all day doing his youth club, mm. and then there was stuff going on through all of at the week as well. Yeah, um, and I think. I I look back on it and think maybe that was a bit too much, um, especially especially when I think of when I think of what my nan would have been like because Mum said that the unsung hero in his story of serving has always mm. been nan in the sense of always being willing just to well, yeah. let him go off and serve. I think the balance is certainly important, especially when you live and he was he had a full time job probation officer as well. So it was, I think I think he had about two nights off a week for years and years and years. Wow. Um, but the difference he made was was amazing. He's a bit famous in these in the in the town in the town of Wolstanton. He's very famous. <laughs> um, everyone knows him. But I think that's because his heart is solely on saving other people. Mm-hmm. It's an inspiration, I think, to me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a it, it's a reflection on 
having a mindset where serving other people is a constant thing mm. um, and that's not necessarily not necessarily to say that you need to spend all your hours every day yeah practically like give people food or whatever or that kind of thing but i think sometimes people can go the other way and think well i do my one hour on a wednesday yeah, yeah, yeah. like volunteering at this place and so that's my like good deed done for the week and the rest i can just focus on myself um, yeah. whereas we see in jesus who was born into the status of he had all the all the entitlement in the world to have come and been like lording over everyone else and saying like you know i'm the son of god blah 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 but he came as a lowly yeah. person who just came to serve other people um, and all of his life even though he was more worthy to be served was all about just giving to other people and doing things for others yeah it's been an interesting shift in society i and i couldn't tell you at what point it shifted but the focus of our culture has become all very on the individual and making sure that you serve your your own needs um, before you give thought to anyone else. And I think we see that in how we talk about politics now. I think we see that in how, um, just how people interact with each other. It's all about what's going to work for me. Um, And I think there's a really interesting challenge in this whole thing of, you know, living a life of service that is is really like countercultural against all of that stuff. And -hmm. I wonder how we can like break out of that mold of, it all being about being individualistic and especially coming out of lockdown when um, we've had so much time to spend with ourselves and uh, how like how, how we make sure that we don't slip into that way of thinking and that way of being. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm convinced actually based on one what we read in the Bible but also from my own experience where I think there's a real temptation, like you said, to when you may be struggling yourself to think I just need to withdraw yeah, yeah. and spend like invest in myself and and that kind of thing but actually putting other people first all the time Mm. is a way where god will equip you to do that and he'll sustain you and if that's what god wants you to do then you'll be better off and actually that that does wonders for your own mental health or where you're at spiritually putting other people first actually benefits you while you're doing that that's not the reason to say necessarily that's why you do it yeah yeah. (laughs) it becomes selfish again yeah i think that is a natural result of putting other people first and there's there's two ways you can look at it in that there's you can either be of the mindset of well I I give my time to other people for this hour or this two hours a week yeah um or you can see it as this is a like a, a whole life attitude of um like I I want to live in a way that doesn't look after myself first but looks after the needs of others first because that's what we see in the life of Jesus or that's what we see in the the life of people that inspire us mm. um. But it's about maintaining a balance within that so that we do take care of ourselves. We've talked about that as being really important on the podcast before, especially in this sort of season of life. And But I think having our like eyes up and looking out all the time is a really helpful approach to life. Um, and I, I think is the sort of people that, that really God calls us to be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all sorts of things about making sure you look after yourself. But but ultimately, we don't live for ourselves. We live with with that bigger perspective. I think. Yeah, and I think Tom, what you said about obviously not being, you can go the other way to the point of, I've done my bit on a Wednesday for an hour. Off we go. But the, when when you when when you look through when you look through the Bible um, and look at the example that Jesus had, there's there's so many stories of Jesus going about his daily duty, just going about his life, just on his way to somewhere seeing something and going and sorting it out yeah yeah mm. um, and i think sometimes we get 
when we think of serving, we think of serving as I will help at this, and this will be my role. Yeah, yeah. As and this will tick my box of serving. But actually, serving's far more than just attending something and helping people out at a specific event or something like that. Actually, um, if you look at the example that Jesus did, throughout your whole life, you'll be serving people all the time, and that could be tiny things, or it could be re- it could be a, like a real big thing. Um, and I think it's having like a, a mentality of um, looking at other people and thinking, mm-hmm. how can I help them? Um, it's probably the most, probably the best way in order to live a kind of a servant life. With someone like Paul in the Bible, you get the impression that he was always putting God first and wanting to put other people first as a result and share his faith with others. Um, but I think sometimes we can think that that means that either for a job to, as a Christian, for a job you need to become a preacher or yeah, yeah. if you're not a preacher, then you just need to be talking about Jesus all the time and being just really weird about it. That's not the case. Um, but it's just about putting God as your priority in each situation. And also, Prince Harry's like leaving the royal family because he can't cope with the pressure. And mm. the British press isn't very forgiving every time he, me- he messes up. Yeah, yeah. Whereas we, <laughs> fortunately, we believe in a God who is a lot more forgiving than the British press. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so he'll equip us to, to keep going. And when we do mess up, it's not the end of the world. I think you make an important point there, Tom, about the the British press and how and their role in everything. Because um, I think, I think like we said a bit earlier on, it's been a slow news week, so there's been nothing else to talk about apart from <laughs> this, and so that has heaped even more pressure on this young couple than probably was already on them. As I said at the beginning, I'm not really very interested in the royal family. I feel like they should just be left to get on and do whatever they want, and if they want to live somewhere else and not do the whole royal family thing. I think we should probably be okay with that and just let them get on with it. They're probably going to still do some good stuff. He's going to do his whole Invictus Games thing. Um, Meghan Markle is into all sorts of social justice stuff as well. So I feel like leave them be. Let them do their yeah. own thing. Have a I good time. If you listen to their podcast, <laughs> their podcast is one of the worst things. <laughs> so they have a podcast together? About, just the two. It's really unfair how people are slagging them off. Their podcast is dreadful. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should give him some tips. Hey. It's the most like it just feels very pretentious. Oh. Um, but I'll try not to be too. What do you reckon? People, <laughs> what do you reckon people say about ours? <laughs> pretentious, pretentious as well. So pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see him saying that somehow. Yeah. Some of the opposite. Hey, last Sunday morning, shout out to Penny, who who's there at church most Sunday mornings uh, with her son Liam. She, oh no! She made a comment to Chris. I can't remember what it was in relation to. Something about his camera work, uh, about it being detri- detrimental to the whole uh, Sunday service, <laughs> which just absolutely made my day. So, Penny, <laughs> well done. It's, so the we- one of the weirdest things about doing a podcast is people who you do not expect to be listening to it whatsoever <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden drop a curveball out of nowhere, um, and so- sometimes it's just like, a, "Oh, listen to a podcast. Thought it was really good." And you're like, "Have you?" And yeah. then sometimes it's... When people keep handing you Kinder Buenos at work. People hand me Kinder Buenos <laughs> and uh, make jokes about me not wearing clothes on the beach. You know, all, sorts. all sorts. I had a friend this week um, who asked me... <laughs> he was like, is that Chicken Tikka Masala song really the Indian National Anthem? <laughs> Do we need to clarify that now? Oh, are you an idiot. No, Scottish, Scottish National Anthem, I thought. The, Scottish Bangladesh fusion. <laughs> that's what we said. I also want to say, you're, I, I re-listened to it last week, and we did not give you enough stick for your 
<laughs> Scottish Bangladeshi <laughs> accent. Because about ten times you just went chicken, chicken. <laughs> we're coming up to we're coming up to a year now i think oh, we've yeah. got i think the number of episodes will be slightly behind the number yeah. of weeks that we've done it for um so we'll either have to choose whether we go for episode 52 or episode 50 or the actual year anniversary is a big one two we're weeks the, we're not celebrating the birthday though my pot are we <laughs> yeah me and tom will <laughs> you know how i feel about birthdays what's the, what's the what's the mother of Almighty Pod that you can celebrate. The mother? This is weird now. <laughs> you said birthdays are all about mums. I could take all of our mums out. <laughs> to be fair, Mama would love it. She'd have the best time. <laughs> hey, we'll get mums on the show. <laughs> That'd I'll be take terrible. all your mums out for tea. That would be. <laughs> I'd have a great time. Something else. All right, I think we draw a line there. <laughs> yeah, please do. After I Chris has wait. made that promise. Let's end there. <laughs> We've said this a lot, but I can't wait till we're back oh, doing real yeah. things in real life with something yes. real to talk about. Not long, boys. Is that first week after football going to be just our a re- whole review? Probably, yeah. It's just going to be a match report for half an hour. Yeah. yeah. As always, if you want to get in touch with a story to share on the podcast, it can be something embarrassing, something to do with poo or not, you can email us at almightypodmail at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash almightypod, or you can find us on Twitter at almighty underscore pod. Maybe give us a share as well. Maybe there's someone that you think needs a laugh or would benefit from the almighty pod. Who would benefit from listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Megan. Yes, yes, they would. If you've got any contact in the royal family, maybe Harry yeah. can be the the year special. If they need a podcast consultant, we're here to yeah. help. Ooh. Put us in touch. Boys, have a good week. I'll chat to you next week. See you later. See you soon, Tommy.